They dwell unseen in the shadows. A host of creatures completely different from the flora and fauna familiar to us. An invisible world of life within our own. Since the dawn of humanity, these phantoms have inspired fear in those who could not understand and have over the ages come to be known as Mushi. We're just like, are we part of the show? I don't know. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about Mushi. Yep. Mushi. He's a ghost woman who's being hunted by a Pokemon trainer. It's Thurk. Thurk. Hi, I'm Thurk. I didn't know which direction I was going to (laughs) go. He's a giant bird that eats sheet people. He's Bill. All right, no. If you said that first, I would have known how they went. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently... Nope, I'm not good. Mm. And apparently I've got the visual aids. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Mandy. It was a good run. <laughs> <laughs> and show's over. You're welcome, folks. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. We're a little extra punchy tonight. We are. Yeah. Uh, we're here. As always, barely to, to talk about anime. Um, and this is a bonus episode time. This is bonus episode Patreon, but not Patreon <laughs> yeah. sponsored. Oh, this yeah. has just been sponsored by Yada. This has been sponsored by Yada. <laughs> so, uh, if you've been following the show, you know all about Yada. Yada is our good friend over at the Reanimator podcast, and he uh, donated some money to our show to help us kind of keep things going. Thank you, Yata. We really appreciate you. And uh, as part of that transaction, he wanted us to watch a few episodes of an anime and talk about it on air. And that's what we're going to do today. Oh, so it's Yata's fault I had to watch that. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Uh, yes. It, we... It's kind of my fault because I kept on about, like, we need to do that. No, you're right. We needed to. <laughs> and it's. I'm glad we're doing it now. Uh, we are going to be talking about Mushishi. Mushishi? Yes. Mushishi? I don't know. It's got a hyphen in it. More sushi. Mushishi. More sushishi. More uh, no, it's, I don't know, it's, it's hyphenated, so I don't know if it's mushi-shi, but, like, these things are called mushi, so I feel like there's gotta be at least some sort of pause, right? Well, she has to mean something, and then... Hey, Thurk! Yeah? Be a bet, be a better Josh, and, uh, look that up, Leigh. I sure um, will. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna be reviewing the first two episodes of Mushi-shi, uh, which are entitled, The Green Seat and the Light of the Eyelid. Yep. Those are Japanese ass like <laughs> titles, aren't they? Translations, at least. Those are those are translated as all hell. Those those really are. Uh, I guess before we really jump into this, uh, I just want to give you a little bit of information on Mushishi. Uh, it is an anime that premiered during the fall of two thousand and five. So this is actually a little bit of an older anime. You're saying older? I'm thinking newer because. We're watching stuff from high school. So. Okay, well, fair. <laughs> yeah. No, fair. I mean, I guess I guess this is, like, Compared beyond... to, like, Cowboy Bebop and Trigun. Well, and... Gurren Lagann was somewhat early new. Early 2000s, I don't think right? About That's, that, that is early 2000s, isn't it? I guess this might be later than, than uh, that. Uh, it ran from October 23rd, 2005 to June 19th, 2006, so we're looking at a 26-episode series. Uh, and that's 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 all for this particular Woof. series. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that for 26 episodes. <laughs> I don't think I could. Um, it's I, I could. Uh, it's produced by Avix Entertainment as well as Marvelous, which popped up at the beginning of the first episode. It says Marvelous Entertainment. And I loved your line, <laughs> your, your, your first smart-ass comment of the night. What was it exactly? I was like, I'll be the judge of that. Yes, indeed. Uh, so this comes from a manga series, like all good anime, I suppose. I couldn't find... There's not a whole lot of information. I guess. Um, I guess. Let me give you the, like the really basic synopsis. I'm One Punch read... Man was a webcomic. Well, that's true. That's true. I'm just gonna read like the first paragraph of the synopsis from um, 
uh, my anime list. Okay. okay. Uh, just so we get a general idea going into it. what this is. And maybe it'll make more sense to us once we, once we do this. Uh, Mushi, the most basic forms of life in the world, they exist without any goals or purpose aside from simply being. They are beyond the shackles of the words good and evil. Mushi can exist in countless forms and are capable of mimicking things from the natural world, such as plants, diseases, and even phenomena like rainbows. Okay. Does that help us understand this better? They're magic bacteria Pokemon. They're bugs. <sighs> well, no, they're they're well, more basic than that. Well, well, as I'm as I'm as I'm reading this up, Mushi means bug in Japanese. Okay. So Mushishi is bug master. Okay. That's amazing. It's fucking Pokemon. It is literally Pokemon. That's huh. what I said. This is a, it's the weirdest episodes of Pokemon I've ever uh, seen. And in case you want to see, this is the uh, the poster for the live action movie adaptation. Oh, of course, there's a live action. Yeah, movie no, adaptation. That, that looks like that a, checks out. That looks like a really bad version. Okay, that's what the reviews say. Uh, hey, so <laughs> speaking of, uh, of of ratings, hey Bill, hi. If you had to guess out of ten, the typical score, right, that right. we've talked about before uh, on my anime list. What ranking or what score out of 10 do you think this got? Well, after watching it and trying to absorb the information okay. to really fit the theme of this, mm-hmm. purple? <laughs> Thurk, thoughts? Honestly, I was going to say cucumber, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, purple guys. is more accurate. Oh. I would guess people with anime tastes like the weird stuff, and this has some vibes of some really popular anime. Uh, it's got kind of some Princess Mononoke vibes to it. It yeah. does. Um, so I would say relatively high, like an eight, eight and a half. You would be close. Uh, actually, an eight point seven three. Wow. Which I think I'm is higher good. than Trigun. Where's my taco? I I know it's higher. <laughs> I know it's higher than uh, Excel Saga, and it, it could rival Gurren Lagann in the ratings. Uh. I can't remember the exact numbers, but like that, this might be the highest rated anime we've ever reviewed. Wow. It's ranked number 39 of all animes on, on my anime list. I didn't hate it. I was just baffled. It's really weird. And it was... Uh, Gurren Lagann has an 8.72. So it literally beats it by .01. Yeah. It's ranked number 43. This is ranked number 39. Wow. <laughs> so this is a better anime on this website it's, than Gurren Lagann. It's like if you took some goth kid's poetry he wrote in like a biology book <laughs> and like turned that whole book into an anime. Wait, like in like, like, like in the about a, about a biology no, book? No, in the biology oh, book. Oh, in the biology book. And so it's like blended like, like goth in the, poetry. Like with in like, the margins. Oh, yeah, so okay. you're like reading. Oh, interesting. Actually, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty clear. Well, to be honest, the, the way the storyline is, because the, the show is serialized, right? So every episode is its own contained story. Yeah, right. At least in the first couple episodes. It seems episodes like it. So it, might, it might change. Yeah. And I think I made the comment while we were watching it, it's like Japanese Quantum Leap, because the guy goes around solving problems. Right. So, but really, if, I, I don't know if either of you have played the Witcher games, but that's kind of what the Witcher does in those games. Nope. Is he goes around and solves supernatural problems hmm. for people. Okay. Not always in the most pleasant of ways, because the game is very graphic, but... And always for children. At least in the two episodes we watched. Yes, yes. The two episodes we watched, this, the Mushi, she, the Mushi Master. Yes, the Bug Master. Yeah, he went He went and uh, saved children that were being possessed or diseased or some form of messed up by the Mushi. Well, the one kid wasn't messed up. He was just... He had a he had, he had superpowers on top of everything else. Well, yeah. it wasn't even the kid that he saved in that one. It was the grandma. Yeah, so he didn't save a kid. He saved well, the, the kid part of a grandma. Yeah. That, <laughs> a young spirit. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess we can talk about the episodes a little bit. Right. Like, so, so we can get some so a little more balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, so let's start with episode one, which was entitled The Green Seat. Can't make a butt joke. I can't couple the good one. So just, I guess, just a green seat. Yeah, I, well, there's a Chipotle reference in there somewhere. There, oh, <laughs> gross. Um, so <laughs> that costs extra. <laughs> another, only if it's a stool. Uh, so the uh, the theme song that we Guacamole. get. Yes, the theme song that we get is called the Sore Feet Song. Yes, which is an interesting title. So I I'm getting the I got the impression when we watched that like you two had very different ideas or opinions on the theme song because Thurk you were actually kind of grooving like I liked this. it I liked the 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 very uh, like folksy Americany 
style of the song. It was it was pretty neat. Yeah, and I think just so you can get an idea of what it sounds like before we get Bill's take on it, because <laughs> um, I just don't want him to distort your thoughts on it too much. Here's about like 14 and a half seconds of the song. Okay, now that we've heard that, Bill, what are, what are your thoughts on that? I'm going to uh, quote a great musical philosopher here. Uh-huh. If it's not metal, it's dildos. Oh, fucking hell. When do we do a nap podcast? <laughs> now? Oh, no, 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 that wasn't that one. Never mind. Uh, yeah, so it was a weird little folksy song. It's, it's kind of cool. It's different. Uh, so the first story is about a kid who can draw. But, like, not just draw, but he brings drawings to life when he draws with his left hand. Right. Which, no, left. Uh, which is... Right. No, who's left. on first? Uh, <laughs> no, um, which is a weird premise? It's not unheard of. Like, I've seen, there's many things about, you know, typewriters that bring stories to life and drawings that come to life and yeah kyle rayner kind of okay yeah he's an artist and he has the green i mean not exactly the same thing but but it's a similar idea i guess like there's a a young adult novel series that i taught uh the first book of called shadow shaper and i guess that's kind of the same thing that she can bring drawings and murals to life so yeah i guess that 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 does run that's a thing that happens a lot yeah it's 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 a tropey the weird thing is like he's like oops i forgot these are pictograms yeah, like, yeah. that's the first scene. He's, yep. he's, like, drawing drawing these kanji, and he's like, oh, wait. He's like, J- the, ja- on- the Japanese language is based on pictures. <laughs> like, shit. And one of, the, one, of the, one of the kanji flies off the page. And yeah, little, little bird. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I liked it. It was visually appealing. Um, I am visually appealing. Um, so, sorry, that's, <laughs> that's, your, that's, that, that's your one yep. Excel Saga reference for our episode, <laughs> which is required of this podcast at all times. Um... No, I, I I forgot to mention even before this kid, like there's a bit of narration from this woman that explains what a mushi is, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that's at the beginning of every episode. Yeah, I she's basically just like like, hey, here's that, some drawings, here's a picture of a snitch, I, the golden I, snitch. I think in that first episode, wasn't it the guy? Are you no, sure? I think, it was, a woman. I think it was the woman. It was, it was, it was woman. definitely a woman in the second episode. It was a woman in the first two. It was, it was a okay. woman in the first one. Yeah. But then the guy in the first episode reiterates it at the beginning and then once again when he talks Maybe to Maybe that's why I got confused. Yeah, pretty much. And it's yeah, it's just like they explain that oh yes, life and things are there are these things called mushi and they're spirits and they're cool. But essentially. Well, I don't know. Spirits are like the most basic form of life as yeah. they say. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're like bacteria. But like as a see I see the way I understood it was like even even before bacteria, they're like like primordial life energy. Like they're before it's life. Fucking monads. Has- I almost said, I just yeah. about said that. I was oh waiting for him to finish talking. I was going to say, yeah. there are a bunch of monads. Oh my God, that's yeah. amazing. Oh, it's the one thing I remember from my, my philosophy class. Um, so he draws stuff. They fly around. We get like a weird scene where like they show his, his drawings going like really bonkers. Like when he drew like fucking sad Snoopy, sad demonic Snoopy. <laughs> right. The thing that was melting off the page. It yeah. was really scary. Yeah. It was, that was pretty creepy. And, you know, my notes here for this episode are going to be just really all over the place. Because I didn't take very, like, detailed notes. But I know that, like, he... The the weird traveling dude, like, just shows up at this place where the kid's at. Right. Where he's living by himself, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Because his, gran- his grandma's he just, dead. He's just in the woods by himself getting crunk. Yeah, no, he drinks <laughs> wine. He's like... he the, This guy comes up, who we find out his name is Ginkgo. Uh, and he's just like, hey, adult... Would you like to drink wine with me? Which is just... I made this fruit wine. Let's get freaking wasted. Nobody's taught this kid about stranger danger. No, no one has. He's like, no, you live by yourself. A stranger shows up in the house. Definitely invite well, the man to drink from the liquor cabinet. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Yes and no, though. Because yes, while he's like, hey, let's get drunk with this like random old man. Uh, he does go, my grandma told me not to show anyone my special powers. So, like... And then immediately goes in to tell him everything And about then immediately the does it while they get drunk together. I mean... <laughs> well, you know. He hasn't seen anyone in a while. That kid's gonna have a bad after-school special, is all I'm saying. That's... Oh, no. 
You remember? We've never we've talked about that before. Never mind. I was gonna say, remember that episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say that that episode where all of the cartoon characters were telling that one kid not to do drugs anymore. You remember that? Yeah, like, like the Ninja yeah. Turtles and the Care Bears and right. the Ghostbusters yeah. and yeah, it was terrible. Uh, it was a terrible. Th- anyway, so um, I was thinking about like more like good times or like was that good times or was that um, what was Gary Coleman's show? Uh, 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 different world, dip, uh, different strokes, different, different strokes, strokes. That's what yeah. it was. Yes, for different folks. It was one of the one of those two, like where the kids were getting talked into like going to the bicycle shop and taking pictures. Yes, yes, off. yes. It was yeah. the, it was a perverted old man episode. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's a very special episode of Different Strokes. And all, all I can remember is the Family Guy version where he's like, "Now I want you to re- yell real loud at my ass." <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So there's like weird ghost creatures, like right around or something. And then he explains that, like, these things are Mushi, I almost said Musashi, but that's all right, Mushi. And um, then there's a ghost woman in the house. Ghost girl, yeah. Who's all like, what are you doing here? Because he's a wandering guy, like, a house this old obviously has Mushi. Yes. So then we cut away to him walking around, and then he just runs into this woman. Ostensibly looking for the bathroom, as all creepers who peep through your house do yeah <laughs> yep, trying to get into your like medicine cabinet and steal your prescription drugs <laughs> he's like right. i want to do some bike it in oh shit <laughs> i want to know what's a ghost oh story. shit i must have already done that because that was a ghost in front of me um he cures that girl's a guy homo later so that's what's in the cigarette i know it's in the cigarette um she calls him a spirit master aka a pokemon master right and then he attacks her with like mushi yeah he whips out another mushi out of a cigarette i think yeah like yeah that's his pokeball the yeah. smoke from his cigarette is wraps her in like goop and drags her to the floor. To which he says, for like five seconds. Yeah. To which he says, "Don't worry, you'll faint soon because this is how Pokemon works. <laughs> right? <laughs> you just beat them up until they faint." He also whips out a mushy needle. Yeah, like was that in this episode too? Yeah, yeah that was. Oh, he, I missed as, that. I must have missed. I know it's in the second episode. When I he first, the first sees her walk down the hallway at the very end, like he pulls out the little needle and like screws it out. Oh, like, he like telescopes it out like a. Oh God! Yeah, but it's it's literally just like a like a six Is inch long be needle, like a like a Bill Cosby thing. Like you're gonna like try to like drug her and. Make her paralyzed so he can just give it her quaaludes in a <laughs> cup of wine. Is that even necrophilia at that point? I mean, she's not even really a ghost. I don't. That's I, a good question. Clearly, it's mushyphilia, right? Because they say mushy every fucking third <laughs> they word. Do. Oh my god! <laughs> you oh, you mean the mushy? Oh yes, it's the mushy. Yes, look at the mushy. Stop <laughs> saying mushy. Stop saying poochu poochu. <laughs> we need. There's to your watch. second Excel reference. <laughs> we need to watch this. One more time, and just count how many times they say Mushi. Just so we can have a count. I think we need a Mushi count. So the ghost woman apparently is the grandma, we find out? Part of the grandma? <laughs> half grandma? It's half grandma. <laughs> half grandma. <laughs> we also get her backstory. Right. Uh, apparently she has, was supposed to drink from a green wine cup at a Mushi banquet. Yep. <laughs> which, I'm not making this up, folks. This is, this is the story. So a bunch of clansmen. No, oh my God, oh lead no. her into the woods. Well, hang on, hang on. Hand we her have... a single cup of pee pee <laughs> and call it a banquet. I don't know if we got all of that yet <laughs> because first the kid has to draw the golden or, or golden cup or, or green cup or whatever. Yeah. So like they set up like a little mini like paper wall like you see. I know. <laughs> like don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me while I'm doing this. He's like, okay, now look at me. Okay, now look at me. Well, no, the, the dude's even super creepier because he's like, don't look at me while I draw this because he has to draw the other half of the wine cup. Yes. Right? To fix the wine cup. So then the old man, the Mushi Master, is on the other side of the paper wall. He's like, you know, since you told me not to, and he takes his finger and pokes a hole in the wall, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to watch you anyway. That's fucking creepy. Yep. <laughs> right? Perverted man. Uh, so the cup does form, and then, like... The grandma throws half a cup because nope. it breaks in half. Yeah, the cup he draws is a full cup. Then it breaks like the real one. Yeah, that side of it disappears. Yes, and then the grandma th- from the trees throws the other half that half back down. And the kid's like, "Grandma, <laughs> grandma, what are you doing up at that like, tree? Put it back together, kid." <laughs> and then they make the kid drink it. Well, yeah. they're about to. It fills up with yellow liquid. Yeah, which is very gross. <laughs> which they call light wine. Yeah. Yes. It's wine light. Yes. And um, R. Kelly's got to be around here somewhere, right? <laughs> yep. uh, so he's going to drink, but then he looks into it, and then he gets a flashback. We see a flashback of the mom, or the I, grandma. I think he's starting to drink it, and like 
as he's starting to drink, he's experiencing it. it. He's getting her memories. Okay, he's drinking her memories. Drinking her memories sounds. That's an amazing song name. (laughs) That's amazing. That is is imagine like fucking Bella Morte. I think I've made that exact like specific reference on another episode earlier. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Uh, So or Evanescence. I was listening to Bleed Again the other day because that's such a fucking good song. Mm -hmm. It's very true. The only Uh, time I've not been listening to Sabaton this whole week. That's fair. So, um, there's ghost sheets. Yeah. It's like, like, like really bad Halloween costumes. Yeah, like, literally, like, a sheet draped over a person is what they look like walking through the forest. And they just kind of walk through a forest, they make a circle. Heading to a Trump speech. Oh, no! Oh, no! (laughs) Let's not get political That's topical and so true. Uh... (laughs) So yeah, they do this and they have, they, they mention like the light wine is like the living entity from the light river or it's something. Like the, the source of all life. So. Apparently. But then a bird comes down and eats the sheet people. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like they're in the middle of this ceremony where she's kind of drinking it. The Mushi have asked her to do a thing for them and they tell her that. 31 years from now, your grandson is going to have this power to oh, make yeah. things come to life. So you better get boning now. <laughs> right. Like, so I, we she's like, to... grandson. <laughs> we need to... Yeah, she's like, what, 12? 13? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, like, she, uh, they say, we need you to watch over him and help him cultivate this power. And as she's taking the drink, like, she has to drink the whole thing in order to, like, seal the pact. And I'm thinking, oh, God, this freaking fairy pact, this is never going to work right. No, it never does. Right. And so that... then, like, halfway through, the raven comes down and... For no reason. For absolutely no reason. It's a raven with bright red eyes just rips one of the ghost people to shreds and ends the ceremony, which then splits the grandma into Yeah, because the rest of them just get foe. Right. But, you know, they don't show liquid falling out of that cup. They don't. They don't show that last drop sitting there. Yeah. She drops it, and it's just dry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. I, like, that's what the Mushi Master says later, that the... Some for some reason the banquet was interrupted, but then yeah, like does the thing break when it falls, or we hear kind of a when it, so it must it she must have dropped because she she's standing there and she goes oh I guess I got to get home that was weird and then she starts running and then we hear the right see, and, and then the other like the other half of her ghosts her standing there like it's crying because, see my like, thought like, like her physical form yeah. walks away from the well, spirit form. my thought is she only drank half of the wine so like it's only halfway finish the ceremony so like half of her soul is like there in that spirit world the other half is still in the real world going to do whatever and when she breaks the gold or the I keep saying golden the green cup it's split in half she can't drink from it to complete the ceremony yeah i guess that, that's kind of what i got from it yeah i do like your thought that it's fairies because that it's very absolutely has to be fairies draws like, draws lines between uh-huh. Well, that and... Your classical... Fairy lore. Yeah. Right. Well, that and even going to the point of... Like, Exalted uses that, where the Fae are basically the first things that exist in chaos before right. the, world, mm-hmm. the world stabilized, so... Well, one of the children exalts later. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll get there, for anyone who's a fan of World of Darkness role-playing games. Uh, Technically, yeah. that was Age of Sorrows. Okay, fair. Okay, so... Uh, the kid, it goes back to the kid, and he's like, well, that was weird. I just saw stuff. And then I don't really know what happens next. Like, does he drink it all? Does he not? They don't really show, because he's crying, and as he's crying, the cup is continuously filling up, because the cup just collects this light wine from the river. I thought she was drink. I thought she drank it. I thought she finished drinking it. No, See, but no, he, he was had, he had it, it and he was crying, and then it was overflowing through his yeah. fingers and on the ground. And that's when all the moss grew the next morning. Yeah, yeah. But I thought like she took it and finished drinking. Maybe did I drift off or did you guys? I don't. I don't remember. I don't think she. I don't. Or maybe I did. I don't know. It's possible. This um, is not terribly linear. No, no, no. It's, it's so jump, jump around in this, this episode, it, especially. It's almost like a dream uh-huh. where you get from point A to point D and. How you get there doesn't really matter. Right. Right. Because we cut after the scene to them laying on the floor of their house. Yep. So, like, they're still in the physical world, right? Right. So then they they didn't, or at least the kid didn't drink it all. Well, the kid, the drinking the thing wasn't part of the pact. It was just to him drinking it. I don't understand the point of it. because I like, thought them drinking it was part of the pact. Like that was the thing that turned you into a mushi. Well, yeah, but I think Which the... makes the ending of it make a little more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they both went full mushi. 
So then they both left the real world. Left the real world because that guy's connected to both worlds. Yeah. yeah. So that wasn't the real world we saw at the end. Apparently That's not. Possible. Okay. Which is why at the very end when he says the uh, the tales of the boy with the powers lessened yeah, over time. Yeah, totally uh, forgotten. Yeah. But I was like, what the fuck did you do to make it forgotten? I right. get it. But if they both went mushy and now they're not in the real world anymore, people wouldn't... Well, that's cool. Never go full mushy. Uh, yeah. I did once in college. It was it was a messy experiment, experience. You don't want to do it. You really don't. Uh, that was the end of episode one. <laughs> the green seat. Yep. I don't understand why it was called the green seat. Like, there, is, it, is it because there was a seat at the Sealy Court that they, she was sitting at when she had the... Maybe? I... I... I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I got I, nothing. Yeah, I don't. Maybe it's just because it was green in the woods, and like that's where he was. The seat of his power. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I got nothing. I, I maybe it's just a translation it. error. It, that's possible too. I don't know, but I, I know one thing. I think Only one thing. You won't. Just one thing. Well, please share. Oh, you want to share this time? Okay, then follow me to the break card. Don't call it full of mushies. Welcome to the break card. And farts. Stop it. <laughs> My name is Andy, and I'm here with Thurk and Bill. I brought them. Brought them. I brought them into the break card. We're doing it live. We're do. We're doing it live. That's weird. I know. Live break cards are scary. I know. Hey, go check out Patreon.com/slash/TuningJapanese. There's a place where you can get all kinds of great bonus content. I think I last time I counted over ten hours of bonus episodes. Um, we've got notes for the first three seasons up we've got you know the ability to send you physical stuff like stickers and 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 pins and you can have donated you can donate money to have us review something like mushishi and it probably won't take us long next time that's it probably will take us a lot less time um yeah no it's 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 a the one way that we keep the, everything kind of running um all the costs for hosting for the website everything paying our talent like thurk uh to be yeah. here Look, I'm we promise you go to patreon you donate enough one of the stretch goals is we get rid of josh <laughs> oh no um ouch right in the jugular uh wow my phone is i don't even know how they're listening to it right now but my phone is blowing up with <laughs> donations as i speak um <laughs> So yeah, go, once again, that's patreon.com slash tuning Japanese. We'd really appreciate it. They donated so hard it went back in time. I did. <laughs> yes. Um, hey, also, um, definitely go check out iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode. Leave us a rating and review. iTunes reviews help us so much for people to find us. The algorithms make no sense. It makes less sense than the Mushi. And you, you will really help us out if you will do that. Makes us happy. Yes. You want to make us happy, don't you? I think I think Thurk should leave a five-star rating and review. I'm on doing it right now. Okay, great. I'll read it on a future episode, because that's what we do. Uh, check out the Questionable Endeavor Network, questendnetwork.com, uh, which is a podcast. Oh, fuck those guys. <laughs> no, stop it. A podcasting <laughs> network where you where you can listen to all kinds of other great shows. Fuck those fuckers. Uh, stop Don't it. go there. Stop it. Stop being a douchebag. Just go to Tuning Japanese. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> You can also go to tuningjapanese.com. Go there. Yes, you can. Hey, I'm putting articles up there. I'm putting my old articles up on tuningjapanese.com. I just put my top five favorite villains from anime because because we just had a big conversation from bonus season number two about and that. And where were they hosted before? Uh, questandnetwork.com. And now they're not. They are still there. High five. Stop <laughs> it. You're leaving me hanging. Yeah, I am. High five. Stop, doing Yay. Stop being weird. Uh, I think that about does it. We'll... You know what? We're going to put a commercial for the Reanimator podcast next because they're awesome. And then. <laughs> that seems fair. That seems fair. And then we'll be back right into our review in about, I don't know, 3.5 seconds. Hey, Atta, do you like anime? I do like anime. What about you? I love it. Well, if you love it so much, why don't you marry it, you piece of shit? We kind of did marry it. We did. By making a podcast? It ain't a healthy marriage. It controls our lives. And that podcast is the Reanimator Pod. That's R-E-Animator Pod. And you can hear new episodes every Monday. And here's a little taste. It's Alice in Wonderland meets Inception with an acid-infused EDM rave twist. I like it. Is what I wish I could say. Okay. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the I shot my load too early there. <laughs> Hotro then asked Yuma, are you turned on? 
Not in that deep a register. <laughs> but that's what she asked her. Are you turned on? Turned on yet? <laughs> well, guys, are you turned on yet? If not, I'll keep going. All right. Today, we are going to start. <laughs> well, I, I We're going to start snoozing. I tried to make a dramatic pause. the break card that was definitely four seconds <laughs> and uh you know what? i'm good at break cards ah uh, it's time to talk about episode two you're terrible at break cards you break the break card uh it's time for episode two the light of the eyelid that's all we're supposed to do no the light of the eyelid because that is apparently the, a thing the light of the eyelid yes not the island or the uh, iliad or the iliad or the illithid <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's the eye lid. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's like when you when you're looking for Tupperware and you're like, oh man, I've got all these containers, but not enough lids. All I have are these ones with eyes on them. They're eye. They're eye, they're eye that was bad. All right, so let's talk about this story, shall we? Do we have to? This yeah, is... no, we do. Okay. Actually, this is my. I like this. I like this one quite a bit. Because this was a little I, more coherent. It's a it, little it more was... coherent. It's really weird still, but it's yeah. So, we start with a blindfolded girl. Okay. In a shed. In a shed. <laughs> it's her she shed. Segregated. No, it's her she shed. It, it is. She's a... very excited to have a she shed. So excited she can't look at it. it is, because it is... it'll bring her too much joy. Are you sure that's why she's wearing the blindfold? I think so. We'll find out the real These reason. are all just like half an inch away from just straight up hentai. Yeah. <laughs> I... Yeah? You aren't. You ain't wrong. Uh, So, she... Is is helping? Oh, I guess she has a brother, right? Who's helping to put the bandages on her no, eyes? No, he's not her brother. Oh, they're not related. I don't know. They're not related. I thought they're they're, I thought they're brother sister. They're definitely not brother and sister because her parents. But is it her, his parents too? It, okay, I misunderstood. I thought her parents just like dumped her off in a neighbor's shed. Oh no, I think I think I, I, I think that's the for, mom. I thought for sure the kid was like, yeah, they left them in our shed. Put her in the shed because our shed. Like, no, I think the mom's just a bitch because she, there's like a, some flowers in the attic shit going on right here. Yeah, there's there's a line later. That, I thought like, they were neighbors that. and like her parents just like dumped her out there and left them with a na- with these people. Either way, it's fucked up. Right. No, either way it is. But no, I totally thought that like they couldn't handle her, so they put her in a neighbor's shed and took off. That's... I was under the impression that it was uh, brother and sister. But I, I was as well. I was in and out in that episode just at the beginning, anyway. So we find out it's a, a disease. Sure. So, so she's got visual aids, right? Which is really, really important to to note here. This is why she's using protection. Uh, yeah, she's using protection. She's wrapping she's, it up. Um, they're really worried because she's very contagious. Uh, and they don't know she's very contagious. They're worried she might be. Yeah, the the mother is, and she's also surrounded by the creepy collection of fucking dolls. For some reason, yeah, that, that that's was... never really explained. Yeah, but they do show them several times. Yeah. The kids are playing with them, so, I yeah. mean. I mean, yeah, but, like, it's just, like, I don't know, it's just very strange. So, they talk about the kids. The The girl, she says, hey, you should close your eyelids and then close your eyelids again. Because you have second eyelids. Because you got double eyelids. You have eyelids. a second eyelid. I'm like, yeah, no shit, it's on the other eye. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, like. Thurk was talking about this, and I thought it was kind of cool. Like, this idea of, like, when you close your eyes, and they mention this, like, and they actually, it's kind of cool visually. Because you see them like close that. your eyes, and you see, like, the little floaty things that, like, sometimes they you did see. A, they did a good visualization of it. Yeah. With, with what they put on the screen. Absolutely. So, like, you, know, you close your eyes, you see stuff. So, it's like, she says, close your eyes, and then close them again so then you find perfect pitch blackness. And you were saying, like, you did this. Yeah. Like, you're like, trying to do this. When I was a kid, I used to do that because I... I don't remember what triggered it, but I was close close my eyes once. I was like, wait a minute, I can still see crap. Like, there's light coming through here. So I tried to close my eyes harder to try to not see stuff. Yeah. And they say, you know, when you close your eye, your second eyelids, that's when you find the river of light. Which is, again, another reference to what we saw in episode one. This right. sort of, like, primordial source of yep. all of the life's essence yeah. and power. It's a life stream. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, Oil they lines. point out... Yeah. They point out that uh, the River of Light is actually made up of tiny mushi that are all swimming in the same direction. 
Like she she mentions that the little tiny specks of light you see are actually individual Mushi. Yeah. So it's not a river of light, it's a river of Mushi. Yeah. Which is weird. Mm-hmm. So the kid can't close the second eye. Shocker. We see Ginkgo um at some point. I think it's in her I think it's Ginkgo. No, he says Ginkgo. Is it literally Ginkgo? Ginkgo? Okay. Yeah. Especially in this episode, yes. Because like the girl is by the light river. And he's there. Yeah, when she closes her second eyelids to look at the River of Light, and she tries to get closer to the River of Light, there's a man who stops her and says, don't go into the River of Light. And that man is the same man from an episode. Quit looking at it, go away. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. And then we we don't really know, like, at first, like, why she has to wear the bandages necessarily, and that's when we find out about from the mom specifically, like, when she says, like, oh, she's sick and contagious. Well, no, they said that, in the light, opening... light hurts her eyes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the opening prologue, she says, I'm in this shed because of my disease. And if oh, you're right. it lights around, then okay. causes yeah, pain. Even the smallest amount of light yeah. hurts. And the mom's worst nightmare comes true because the boy catches the disease. Yes. At least temporarily. Right, or he As catches it. Yeah. Yeah. But and, luckily, just then, Ginkgo shows up. Right. But then, I want to mention the mom's quote when she said, it's my fault for feeling sorry for you. What a To the bitch. daughter. <laughs> that is like, Jesus Christ, fucking stab and twist the knife. Right. It's not your fault. It's my fault. Be nice to you. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, be right. Ginkgo shows up and just like, at first I'm like, is he, is he showing up to like, oh, thank God those kids are blind now and I can mac on this mom. <laughs> <laughs> That was my thought initially. I don't know. We don't know what happened in the shed. That's true. That's true. What what happens in 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 the sh- in this the she shed? No, what happens in the house when the kids are in the shed? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom, mom locks them in the shed so she can bone right. strange men, <laughs> <laughs> strange mushy men. Yep. We also learned this the like so, like along this the, somewhere around here that there's different type of mushy because he says, oh yeah, there's like a dark mushy which I can't remember the name that like lives inside of this child's eye. Yeah, yep. yeah, I missed that, that I, bit. I can't remember the name, but I started with an A, I think. It's a dark type. It's a dark type, Mushimon. Mm-hmm. And it gives you visual aids. It gives you visual aids. <laughs> <laughs> and we see that the daughter has smoky eyes. Yeah, she takes off the... Yeah, not, not mascara, like... She, like, <laughs> literal, like <laughs> There's literally smoke pouring out of her eyes. That was a good one, right? I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, she, yeah, she's literally, she's got billowing plumes of smoke out of her eyes, which is our first time looking at it. And you know, I think you said Thirk, like you, you're expecting teeth, and I'm like, I was kind of in the back of my head too, because a student of mine just just picked up. Uh, I've got volume one of of uh, Sandman in my classroom. And he read it all. The serial convention. He read it in one day. Like he just yeah. said, he just went all of his classes. He was just reading it. Um, and I just made me think of the Corinthian. That makes, like, me, yeah. that makes me smile so much. Oh, I know. And he's just like, it was really good because he was just, he had so many questions and like, I was trying to help him with some of the literary references and things. And he was just floored by the whole thing. So I'm like, okay, now this weekend I have to go out and buy volume two so I can put it in my classroom <laughs> collection so we can read volume two, which I'm going to do. But anywho, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, eyes. Uh, yeah, eyes. So smoke eyes, which this whole thing. Apparently, he tries to teach her. He is in Ginkgo to like open her eyes up. He's like, not teaching her so much as he's talking well, her into it. He says, "Well, because open up your second set of eyelids." Well, he says, "Close your eyes and close your second set. Now keep your second set closed and open, and your, open first. your eyes." Okay, so essentially yeah. reclosing those second lids. Well, leaving those second lids closed while the the physical eyes are open. Okay. Yeah. So basically, physically open your eyes, Uh but stay in mushy mode. Yeah. Okay. Which will let the possessing mushy out. And that's why we get that spiritual, like... like, We get that uh, mushkaki. Yeah. Yeah. That's the super, super mushy mukaki. This is mushy money shot. Um, So... (laughs) It's a mushy shot. It's a mushy shot. Oh! There's so many potential so yeah, titles. Ectoplasm just pours out of her eyes. Oh, it's gross. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah, and it like just pours straight over the guy and like up over his head, over Ginkgo. And, like, and, and he just like, like, he's... like sticks his head up over the thing. He's like, okay, you can shut your eyes now. <laughs> he says that after. After. Because he, 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 yeah. he, he puts himself right into that. Oh, yeah. That yeah he didn't... And he's just like. Yeah, he's standing there. He's taking it. And he's on. just like, eyes no, open. He, he stuck and... his head up, not. not um, 
to get a breath, he's stuck no. it up to look. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he and, looks and he finds the dark spirit in there. Yeah, he yeah. sees like a leech coming down through it and says, he's, All right, enough, close him. Yep. Because he's got a hold of it. Yeah. And then it yeah, dies. He put on some sort of a special glove or something to Yes. To yep. grab it. And then it dies and So he it, goes mushy noodling. Yeah. Oh that, that turns into a pile of mushy poo. It does it, too. It looks like one of those snakes you you get for like uh Fourth of July. Oh yeah. Like that. Have those things are cool. Have you guys ever seen an acorn worm? Yes. I don't yes. know if I have. When we're done. Oh, you have to see it. Oh boy. Okay. You'll like it, trust me. Okay. Um <laughs> so, are, we, are we just the like most colossal dicks right now? Am I gonna be <laughs> yeah. traumatized like the kid is traumatized when this all goes down? The boy nah. it may give you visual aids. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, the boy the boy has like the craziest face right now. Like he is horrified by what's going on here. Oh yeah, you just saw this He's gonna need therapy. Like thirty thousand gallons of ectoplasm pour out of his sister's eyeballs and this dude just like went for a dip <laughs> but, and then crushed an eel and he's standing there mouth agape, eyes wide open, going <gasps> And Ginko's like, It's cool. I'm just gonna give her my eyeball. Yeah, she's like, Well, the darkness was in there too long, they ate her whole eyeballs. Yeah, her eyeballs are entirely devoured. I but better... here you can have mine. So he reaches up under his <laughs> anime swoop. <laughs> Fucking hell. Pops what is out this bullshit. Pops out a glass eye. Whips out a uh, syringe and full goes, of hey, the ectoplasm hey, that he's just this is full of that crap, the, uh, full of this crap. Watch, it'll make it real. <laughs> he turns a glass eye into a real eye which, and shoves it in her head. Which I would have put it in her head first and then turned it real. Right. That seems more practical. Yeah. <laughs> but what do I do? I'm not a bougie master. And once he puts the <laughs> eye into her eye socket, this gigantic pillar of golden light, yeah. like, zaps her from outer space or comes from her and blasts into yeah, outer space. Yeah, we cut to, a, like, a wide shot and just this golden pillar shoot into the air. Yeah. It's just like, oops! Uh, <laughs> too much power, too much power! Fucking weird. There's little bits of that chick all over the forest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. no! Oh, God. So then we get some narration. Well, then we go back, we see her. Okay. With, yeah. like, her little anime yeah. swoop over her. And, and at that point is when I think he's... It might have been right before he stuck the eyeball in her head where he looks at the, the little kid and says, okay, now you can stop freaking out. Like, after he just pulled out an eyeball from his yeah. face and stabbed it with a needle. But he's like, it's just glass. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, calm down, kid. Don't worry. So we get some sort of narration. I think it's from him. I can't remember what. But it's they say, the second eyelid, true darkness, alien light... Those are all the names of the River of Light, or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, when did this become, like, weird mythological, like, Native American... Goth poetry. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, think, I think that might be the whole point. It might, it, it's, it's got kind of a, like, a Black Mirror type feel, where, like, there might be some sort of a lesson in every episode, maybe, but mm-hmm. it's buried under some weird heavy symbolism. Shit. Right. Yeah. And that's... Am I missing anything else? Was that it? She gets her own little anime swoop when uh, she puts that eye in. So she has mm-hmm. one eye covered up with that. Yeah. And, and the kid goes like, I wonder if he lost his eye that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we get the shot of him where we see the weird, like. Yeah, we see him sit down He's... and, like, meditate. And yeah. then, like, the scenery falls Bill. away. And he's sitting on top of the light. Yes. He's got eye voids. <laughs> and an eye void. He's got an eye void. <laughs> get out of here with your eye holes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different show. The better to skull fuck you with. <laughs> oh boy, that's it. So that's episode two. That's the light of the eyelid. Uh, question. Answer. So in the first episode, the green mm-hmm. cup that held the, the light wine, yeah. he keeps that at the end of the episode. He does. So what did he keep this time? Because I'm under the impression that he Collects is things. not doing this for free. He's collecting these artifacts. Because he has, he, he has like the Mushi needle and the special cigarette that apparently traps Mushi. Right. And he has the glove that he used to kill the eel. Was so, it something from the eel, maybe? May, no, because he crushed the eel and left it on the ground. Maybe getting rid of that eye was the... Maybe he passed on a curse or something? I don't... Maybe. Maybe not passed on, just like he needed to have an eye void. Yeah, it's possible. You always need to have an eye void. Man, I'm not a Mushi Master. I don't know. <laughs> maybe so, he's going to get a fake eye next time that's like cursed or it's possible. magic. Yeah, It's like that eye from that other uh Vecna. Goddamn Moshi magic <laughs> What's There's that? our third Excel reference for today. <laughs> What's that anime where <laughs> She's crazy too 
Oh, I didn't think I would ever. I did. I was really worried going in if I'd be able to compare this to Excel. I've got three off so far. <laughs> nice. This is pretty impressive. Well, this anime is very different from Excel. So uh, yeah. Crossing between the it two. is, but it's also very nuts. It is. It is. It this is, is just a as, nuts anime. It is just as batshit crazy as Excel, but in an entirely different way. Yeah. All right. Well, yep. this is the part where we need to talk about our thoughts on the episodes. Uh, right. So we can talk about them together. I yeah. think it's fine. Mm-hmm. So, um, Thurk is our special guest today. Uh, what do you? What are your thoughts on episodes one and two of Mushishi? Um, I, yeah, <laughs> no, they're they're very strange. That this is a series that I think watching more episodes will bear more fruit. Okay, and I think maybe even rewatching the episodes, you might get more out of them than what we got just watching the two. Like I said, I think there might be some underlying messages that we're missing, just because we're not reading all the symbolism necessary. Mm-hmm. But if we took a very analytical stab at these episodes, I think we'd get a lot more out of them. Yeah, I um, think you're probably right. Overall, the art style is is great. I like it. The design of the characters is pretty neat. Like, I mean, it's your standard anime fare, but I like the stories. It's different than most of the animes that I've ever seen because this is, like I said, it's very episodic. They're self-contained stories. So far. Yeah, so far. And that's not what I'm used to. Usually it's a, a drawn-out, dramatic epic. So it's mm-hmm. that's that's different for me. I mean, I didn't hate Pokemon Hunter and Yuasha. <laughs> <laughs> Mushi region. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's either very, very deep or it's very, very pretentious. Mm-hmm. Very dreamlike. I wouldn't be opposed to going back to it for a while. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I like the storytelling. I'm not sure about the main character, if I think he's likable or really if I care that much about him. At this point, he's kind of just there. I think he's a device. Yeah, he he's just a device to tell the stories, I think. Which is weird to me because, again, like you said, it's not like any other anime I've ever seen either. Anime is so character driven. Usually. And like this isn't. Well, so... it is, but just not him. In in very short bursts. And you in the short episode you get to to learn and care about these individual characters that you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, the results of the story is meaningful still because you, you grow to learn that the characters' motivations are throughout this episode. It just doesn't take as long as it does in a normal anime. Well yeah. you you made the reference to Quantum Leap. Mm-hmm. And so, but in Quantum Leap, the story is all driven by Sam trying to figure out what the problem is and solve the problem and then move on. This is almost a perspective shift where if you watch Quantum Leap and you you dealt with the people, their problems, all the the bullshit, and then at the end of the episode, Sam shows up, fixes it, and leaves. Right. Yeah. Wasn't Sam the guy that came through the portal? His helper dude? I don't know, to be honest. I thought his name was Sam. It's been a long time since I've seen Carmelita. It's been a very long time. Anyway, Scott Bakula. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not a starship captain. No. But aside from the character stuff, I it feels kind of cool. Like Yeah, I I could watch more of this. I, I kind of could, too. It's pretty. Yeah. It's very pretty. Uh, like I said, it, it reminds me of uh, Princess Mononoke, mm-hmm. especially with the yes. depiction of the, the Mushi. Remind me of the little tree spirits. Yeah. I was getting some of that, the, the Kadama. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting some of that too, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they give you just enough story, but keep everything else so vague and mysterious that it makes you want to watch another because it maybe, just maybe, you'll understand it better. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. Good choice, Yada. Yeah. Thanks, Yada. Because, you know, after talk, like before talking about it, I thought we were going to really rip into this a lot more, but I don't, but like we really didn't. We really no. didn't. As no. much as I thought we were going to. I mean, I mock everything I watch. Well, that's that's kind of what you I, do. I right? follow Bill's lead. Okay. <laughs> well, I liked it. So but, there you go. But yeah, just because I, I mocked it, I mean, I hated it. Yeah, yeah, I think we all liked it quite a bit. Yeah. So that does it for this episode of Tuning Japanese. Yeah, uh, thanks the, for having me back, guys. Yeah. I'm glad to have you back. Yeah. You too. Yes. Well, thanks. It's nice to say three guys in their 30s rather than two. Talk about anime. It's just so good. And, uh... I better go see someone about these uh, visual aids. My name is Andy. And I'm a ghost grandma. Get off my lawn! <laughs> and you are? And I am Thurk. Thanks. Oh. <laughs>
And as Bill, I'm a motherfucking bird. These motherfucking ghost people. Squaw! <laughs> see what I did there? Now I love what you did there. See? And we will see you next time. Bye-bye! Squaw? I did that. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadow Vein Podcast, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, The Reanimator Podcast, Perilous Pretenders, and our newest show, and sometimes their scotch. Between them, there's a place where no outside light can ever get in. That's where the Mushi live. Between your eyelids? That's right. Don't you know how to close your second eyelid? It's easy, I'll show you. First, close your eyes. Hmm. Do you see anything? Mm, Nuh-uh. Not a thing. Oh, hold on. I can still see some kind of flickering inside my eye. That's right. Even after you close your eyes, you're still looking at the backs of your eyelids. Your eyes aren't really closed. So that's why, if I ever want to make it where I see nothing at all, all I do is close my eyes again to shut out the flickering. That's when a curtain of darkness falls, and it becomes truly pitch black.